Welcome to Dubs OT, your weekly Warriors podcast on thesportsvirus.com. Now, here are your hosts, Ray Woodson and Joe Castellano. Well, Ray, what an eventful night Monday was for the Warriors after they got the bad news about James Wiseman, and it looks like he's going to be out for the rest of the season. A lot of the focus shifted to the game against the Nuggets and another big win for Golden State. I mean, they've pulled off some pretty good ones this year, and this was special because it was really a a Steph Curry celebration, breaking the Warriors' scoring record. Uh, He's now the most prolific scorer in Warriors history, passing Will Chamberlain. He did it in in the first quarter and ended up with 53 points. So all the way around, Monday was definitely a special night for the Warriors and Steph Curry. Well, passing Will Chamberlain, I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. I'm going to date myself, but I had the privilege of seeing both Wilt and Steph play, uh, not together. (laughs) But but, uh, Wilt, um, you know, was a totally different player in a totally different era. Uh, Was so, so dominant. Um, And, of course, he played much of his career with the 76ers and Lakers as well. But still, 17,700 is a lot of points. And uh, for Steph to pass that, that truly is, uh, a moment to remember in his career. And he's having a memorable hot streak right now. And we've seen him go on these hot streaks in his career, but he's having one of his best right now uh, at age 33. And he doesn't look like he's slowed down a bit. And, you know, that's been the frustration of this season because you, you're getting peak Steph Curry, but the team around him is just kind of, the whole season is ill-defined. The team is ill-defined, but they do have Steph. And when they have Steph, They've got a chance to win, and they did it last night without Wiseman, without Oubre. Everybody going after Steph, that little compazzo from the, the Nuggets was <laughs> bugging the hell out of him, doing his Galavidova imitation, and Steph was yelling at the ref to get him off me. And, you know, when, when you start doing your Johnny Hustle, I'm going to you know, be the, hustle, the hustling high school player who puts my chest right up into your chest, that kind of stuff just triggers Steph to the point where he's going to just embarrass you. And that's exactly what he did. So I did the math. In the last six games, he's just a tick under 40 points a game. I think one more three-pointer, he'd be right at 40 points a game. He's got a seven-game stretch of 30 or more, and that hasn't happened with the Warriors since Rick Barry in 1967. So there we are invoking another Hall of Fame name. I mean, it's just so special what he's doing. When he's there, they've got a chance. When he's not they got no chance. And, you know, it's just the fact that they beat the Nuggets, who were probably a little tired on the back-to-back, but the Warriors have played their third game in four nights. And, again, without Oubre and without Wiseman, and some of the combination lineup combinations this year with Steph and Oubre worked out pretty well. Uh, so to not have them in there and to win that game, uh, you know, I, I, I'm thinking to myself, that makes the Wizards' loss less explicable, you know, <laughs> games like that, you're just shaking your head uh, how you could lose to them at home. Those are games you absolutely have to have. Now, it didn't kill them on Friday night. It's just that it's a win you need because it's going to be very close here for that last play-in spot. Last night they got the win. It was very important because the Pelicans and the Spurs won, the teams that are kind of bracket, or yeah, the teams that are bracketing them for that 10th spot. So. Very important game for them, and, and a great performance. And, you know, Joe, they, we talked about this before, after great wins, and they've had several of them this year. And then they go one step forward, one step back. They lure you in, and then there's a letdown. So you've got a five-game road trip coming 
up, and that's when letdowns often occur in the NBA when you go back east. But you see here some opportunities for wins, and and they've got a if they've got any hope for this season, now's the time to get on this run that Steve Kerr is talking about. Yeah. It's going to have to be with Steph running wild and free. Uh, yeah. It's got to be about Steph. Well, you know what I'm going to remember about the basket when he passed Will Chamberlain is that, first of all, it wasn't a three, and he's hitting threes all over the place, but the one that put him ahead of Wilt was a driving layup with JaVale McGee uh, guarding him at that point. But what I'm going to remember is the awareness that Steph had because he knew that that basket was putting him past Wilt. I mean, he was celebrating right away and looking up towards the sky, and I love that. I love just that sense of, yeah, I needed this, and here it is. He wasted no time. (laughs) I mean, he got that out of the way in the first quarter. Yeah, he scored 21 in the first quarter. That's ridiculous. 21 in the first. Uh, He needed 19, got 21. He was, I think he's been kind of sly, saying post-game that he wasn't really thinking about that. I'll bet you Raymond Ritter, the Warriors' uh, great publicist, let him know, if he didn't know already, exactly what he needed. And, and stepped up the number and then some. So, yeah, he was very well aware of what the record was. Of course, he was going to get it eventually, but I think he just wanted to get that out of, way, out of the way in that first quarter if he could. And for the Warriors to beat the Nuggets, he had to have a huge night. He had to go for north of 50, I think, and that's exactly what he did. We have not been able to put our finger on why this team is undergoing this roller coaster ride that you talked about. I mean, it's just strange that you would lose to the Wizards and then beat the Nuggets, and you almost expect the opposite, uh, you know, the next game, that there's going to be a letdown again. I don't know if it's, you know, a mental thing, or is it because, you know, this player's out and this combination doesn't work. Like you said, Oubre being out, Wiseman being out, yet it was all about Curry in this game. So I don't know. I can't, I know, Ray, I cannot put my finger on why this team plays well or doesn't play well from one game to the next. Well, worse worse than that is I think the coaching staff has been a little bit puzzled as to what combinations work and how to properly use players. And that's been sort of the evolution of this season. And the sad part with Weisman's injury is I think they were just getting into a good rhythm with him. He was having a good game and he, he, he looked like he was energized by A, how he was being used and B, the success that he was having because he's had so many challenges this year. But uh, I guess it's typical for what's been a very difficult rookie season for Wiseman that uh, he went down with a torn meniscus. And, you know, it, 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 it's not only a matter of this season now, but whether he's going to get any off-season work to continue to develop because he's got to be on the floor. And I think the Warriors recognize that and, and things where I think looking up for him. So that, that makes it really, really tough. Um, and so there's been sporadic stuff from Wiseman this year, how to use him. Uh, sporadic stuff with the rotations, finding out who's effective. You know, the bench has had its ups and downs, and the downs have been really down. And then they traded away Wanamaker, and, you know, they're looking for combinations with these young players now, and it's been a whole lot of experimentation. And when you have that, uh, you're going to have inconsistent efforts. And, you know, the worst part of it, of course, is their inability to close out certain games. And the one in Charlotte is still sticks in my cross that I think it does for a lot of Warriors fans. Um, you know, they've, they've kicked away a few wins. Uh, they could be in a much better position now regarding the playoffs. So, you know, given that pattern over 50 games, you can, you can see what the trend is. Uh, but you hope that they're able to find a combination here, and they're going to have to get a backup center, pick up somebody. 
who's out there. I don't know whether it's Sean Maker or who it might be. Somebody to play a few minutes because, you know, they're going to lean on Looney a little bit more. They're going to have Draymond at the center position once in a while. But, you know, that, that, this also points up, Joe, how damaging the Marcus Chris injury was uh, for the Warriors. Because that was another guy who was coming along nicely. And now uh, he's out of the picture, at least for now. But I'll say this. Um, I like some of the small ball lineups they run out there. Uh, of course, they were they were going up against Jokic last night, so you need to have a, a big or something close to a big in there, and that's why they, they gave Looney extended minutes, and Looney was pretty good last night. But uh, overall, and especially if they can get Oubre back, uh, I like some of the small ball lineups, and you know, part of that is giving Juan Toscano Anderson more playing time. The guy's been in a deep freeze. I thought they forgot about him, and now he has a chance to step up again. And I think he's just such a good fit for this team. He's a he, he, the vibes I think with him are good, and you know the hustle plays and the extra things he does. They need that. Um, and by the way, Joe, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that Draymond, who's had some ups and downs this year, had a game last night. He was tremendous. Uh, they're going to need more of that. It's got to be Draymond and Steph. And you know, if those guys are playing as they're capable of playing uh, down the stretch here, they'll make it. If they don't, they won't. Oh, yeah. Draymond was terrific. He actually shot the ball pretty well. Toscano yeah. Anderson was tenacious. I mean, I think his minutes are valuable. There's no doubt about that. And there was a column written by Scott Osler in the San Francisco Chronicle about the silver lining of James Wiseman being out. Now, of course, you know, we don't want him to be out. You want to see him develop. He's going to lose valuable time developing. But for Steve Kerr and the staff now, they don't have to really think about, hey, we got to, you know, bring this guy along. And, you know, now it's just all. Uh, you know the focus being on hey let's go get a playoff spot we're not worried about mm-hmm. developing our number two pick we got to worry about winning games uh, and I know they wanted to win games but uh, at times you wondered about it so what do you think now that Wiseman's out uh, maybe is there a little bit of a silver lining there yeah well before they weren't chasing wins uh, and so now I guess they are because uh, Steve Kerr said that they're, they're trying to go on a run Maybe this is it. Then you know the proofs in the pudding is how they how they play when they're on the court. But it's going to have to be a lot of minutes for Juan Toscano Anderson. There's no doubt about it. Um, I think there's they're, they're tightening their rotation too. Uh, you know you can't have Nico Mannion out there for for too long. He's just he's just overwhelmed right now. It, I just don't think the, the the development level is is up to NBA standards just just yet. He needs to get some playing time in the G League, but, you know, they're, they're a little bit thin at that position as far as the backups as well. I like the way Jordan Poole is starting to develop, and he's definitely a part of the rotation. So it's, it's, I think it's kind of come down to riding eight or nine players and try to get into the playoffs. And what, what's that going to say, Joe, if they manage to make the playoffs and have some success in the playoffs without Wiseman, and they're going into the offseason and they're, they're looking at how they're going to look at this roster. Now, people are going to, and I've already seen it on Twitter, you know, package him in a trade deal. You can't do that for an injured player coming up a, an up-and-down rookie season. There's not much value in that unless you're, you're throwing something really enticing like another first-round pick and another young player on top of that. So I don't think that's the, uh, that's the takeaway. But, uh, you know, I, I think they're going to they're gonna look at the, the small ball lineup and think to themselves, huh, well, maybe if we get somebody like a Marcus Chris back and a Clay Thompson back, 
um, maybe that's the way we go. And just, you know, slow walk Wiseman back from his injury next year, at least for the start of the year. A whole lot of things going on here that are just going to determine the, the, the course of this franchise for the next five years. Uh, that, that's going to be set up in the next few months here. Yeah, I, yeah, boy, the injury bug. I mean, it's just been uh, rough when you think about it. I mean, you lose Clay before the season even begins. Now you lose Wiseman. I mean, Ubre is, is out right for now. You've had some injuries here and there throughout the season. I mean, a lot of teams have had it bad as far as injuries, but, I mean, the Warriors definitely have been hit hard. And I, to me, the biggest concern with Wiseman is just that he's losing this valuable time, and, and it's going to be yeah. tough because – uh, you know, you don't know that he's going to be at 100% even for summer league, but you got to hope for that. It was really disappointing to see this. No, he's got to be on the court and play. That's just really the only answer for, for somebody like Wiseman, who had been playing more games than he has, ever has. And you wonder how the body was holding up. It was just a freak, awkward landing that got him hurt, unfortunately. And I, and I hope for his sake that it's not a pattern that develops in his career, because then he'll never develop into the player they hope for. Uh, so, I mean, it's you write it off as a very tough rookie season for him and, and try to re- reset for next year. Uh, but that reset's going to take a while, uh, I think, for, for Wiseman. And yeah, the injuries have been a part of the problem as to why the Warriors have been so inconsistent. So you hope this group that they're going to have to ride with, they stay healthy uh, because they're going to be playing some more minutes. That's, that, I'm talking about Draymond and Looney and Ubre when he comes back, and Wiggins, and, and Steph, uh, and Juan Toscano-Anderson, and Jordan Poole. That's, that's basically the group that they're really going to lean on. You know, the Nuggets have been a pretty hot team of late, uh, and they lose the Warriors, and they lose Murray. I mean, that oh. was he tears his ACL, so that's just devastating for them. This is a guy who's averaging over 20 points a game, a huge part of their team. You know, that's really going to affect them going forward and into the playoffs. Oh, it's a massive blow for them. Uh, and I heard him screaming when he crumpled in a heap last night. And, of course, it was easy here because you don't have the crowd there uh, just now. But this is a team that, you know, right now holds down the fourth spot, trying to hold down the fourth spot. And here come the Lakers, you know, would, when they get LeBron and Anthony Davis back, you'd assume that they're going to pass Denver. And then Portland says, starting to think, okay, now we can make some ground on them. So Denver could potentially lose a couple of notches uh, in the playoff rankings, drop from maybe a four to a six, and to not have Murray, uh, who was so instrumental and was just so fun to watch in that deep run they made to the Western Finals last year. Uh, it's, you feel terrible for, for the player and, and for the team. I mean, it's, and it's not good for the league, and it's not good for anybody, obviously. But uh, when I heard him scream like that, it reminded me I was there opening night, and I think it was 2013 when Brandon Rush, uh, at the, the far end of the court on the baseline, crumpled in a heap. And at that night, there was a crowd there, and you could still hear him. You could still hear him screaming. And those are just, you know, just horrible injuries for an athlete, especially an NBA player, to, to suffer. And i said it a million times, I'm amazed with all the cutting and the speed and the sudden starts and stops that these guys go through and the jumps and the spills underneath the basket, that they aren't injured more. Yeah. I mean, it's just really sad to see a devastating injury like that and, and a team that uh, definitely could go a long way in the playoffs. You know, another team that could go a long way, they're playing so well right now, the Phoenix Suns. I mean, it definitely oh, yeah. worked out getting Chris Paul 
Uh, it seems like that's a great match. Uh, have they surprised you, Ray? I mean, as well as they've played it, you know, they've won nine of their last ten, and uh, right now number two in the West. Well, early in the season, I thought, oh, this is a pretty good team. You know, they're they're competitive. They'll they'll be decent this year. For for one thing, they have Chris Paul, and they've got one of the most dynamic scorers in the league in Devin Booker. But they were very good defensively, and I think they've kept that up. I'll have to go look at, at the stats on that. But they were one of the better defensive teams. But they're better than I thought they would be. I thought they'd be pretty good, but not this good. And they're a threat. They're a serious threat in the West this year. I mean, they're, they're right there with Utah, with the Clippers. Uh, I think the Lakers are certainly going to be a factor. Those are really the four teams I look at now. And to me, it's a toss-up among those four as to, to who's got a chance to, to go through it. Now, the Lakers have the experience, and they've got LeBron, so... That's huge for them. And as good as Utah is, man, you got to do it in the postseason, right? Uh, the proof will be in the pudding. Are they going to be, you know, another – are they going to win the President's Cup? I remember the year the San Jose Sharks <laughs> won the President's Cup in the NHL, and then they fizzled out in the playoffs. They, are they did. Be yeah, I remember that, kind of... yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was very disappointing. So, um I mean, the Clippers are there, and they've got Kawhi Leonard, and, you know, they're, they're, they're going to be very, very tough. But um, Phoenix is just a solid basketball team, and they're well-coached. And, and you know, they, they trend outside of Chris Paul, trend on the younger side. You know, got Jay Crowder as well as a veteran. But, uh, you know, Booker can light it up against anybody, and Chris Paul runs that offense so well, and I think he's a part of why they're a better defensive team as well. Um, like I said, they're going to be a real, real threat. But I don't, I don't see any team emerging as a clear-cut favorite unless you, you look at Brooklyn and say, well, how are they going to be when they're healthy, right? Right. They've had one of those big three injured at one time or the other, and sometimes more than one, and they're atop the East. Um, that might be the team that if I had to favor any team right now, it would be Brooklyn, assuming those guys, Durant, Harden, and Irving are all healthy. Yeah, it's all going to come down to health, really, when we get to the NBA playoffs. All right, so to finish up, the, the Warriors, they've got this five-game road trip, OKC, Cleveland, Boston, Philly, and Washington. That's going to be daunting. And then when they come home, they face Denver again, and there will mm-hmm. be fans at Chase Center, yes. which is amazing. I mean, they're saying 35% capacity. That is going to bring a whole different dynamic to the equation. Well, I'm glad they were able to get to the point where they think they can safely do this. And by that time, even more people hopefully will be vaccinated. And I mean, a a big chunk of the population will will be vaccinated by that time. And I know it's been a little slow going in California, Um, especially in the more populated areas like the Bay Area. But it'll be so cool to have the fans back there, you know, like watching the Giants in the home opener. And it wasn't a huge crowd, but it still was nice to have people there. And they made some noise. And it's it's all. And I think the players certainly miss it. So, and, and a guy like Steph Curry, can you imagine last night with the crowd there? Oh. Steph Curry going oh. off and, and passing Wilt. Would have been, been so great. So great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So too, too bad they couldn't get it done by that time. But it'll be nice, and I think it'll give uh, the Warriors a real boost uh, that maybe can push them over the finish line. And you know, we know we know how the, the Warriors crowd can be in the playoffs even if it's just a play-in game. Uh, listen, I, I've gone back and forth on them this year. But they could be so disappointing at times. They lure you in, and then they, they let you down. And that's been the pattern. That's who they are all season. But I also know that if they are able to make the playoffs, and I, you know, I still think it's an uphill climb, 
Uh, they're dangerous because they've got number 30. And, you know, he, he, they throw all kinds of defenses at him. You know, they, they can throw Mr. Campazzo <laughs> at him and, and bug the hell out of him. Doesn't matter. He still finds a way to do some damage. So this, this road trip is, is huge. They've got to beat Oklahoma City and Cleveland. They absolutely have to beat those teams. Um, they're, they're in a youth movement now. They're, they're getting ready for draft position. You've got to take those teams down because then you have Boston, which we know is going to be a tough game, although Boston's kind of down this year. They're, you know they're going to be tough uh, on their home court. Philadelphia, which is one of the best teams in the league, that's, that's one you figured they would lose. And then Washington. Well, they lost to Washington at home. So <laughs> yeah. they've got to make amends on that one as well with a team that's 20 and 33. Uh, so three and two out of this road trip, I think, is an absolute must. Absolutely, yeah, and uh, we'll know a lot more the next time we talk on this podcast. Plus, I'll be double vaccinated by then to join you uh, yeah. in a very safe podcast next week when I talk to you, Ray. You got your Fauci out to you, huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, th- right. Thanks, Ray, and I look forward to talking to you next week. Okay, sounds good, Joe. Thanks for listening to the Dubs OT Warriors podcast. Join Joe Castellano and Ray Woodson again next week on thesportsvirus.com.